Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined here by Mr. Andrew Hansen. And we are going to go over the two-game slate for Monday, August 31st. So, before we get started, Andrew, how are you doing and how was your Sunday? I'm doing quite well. A good Sunday. Uh, my sister's family was here, so that was nice to uh, connect with some family. And then, you know, everybody was asleep for the for the night game here, so I got to watch Jamal Murray down the stretch, and that was quite a treat. Yep. Going for 50 again, just making everything, playing with emotion, and then that post-game interview was riveting. I mean, the guy... You know, put play with his heart on his sleeve. You can tell how motivated he is in this time to be a leader for the NBA. And yeah. he really put on a show. He was tremendous. It was it was uh, it's what the NBA is all about. It, it really was. I'll, I'll tell you that the sports day in general, I what you know, what I was thinking about before we jumped on the podcast is sport is just so exciting sports are so you know they're beyond just the game itself just the atmosphere the teamwork the, the you know the guts that's shown the excitement from the fans watching there's just so many things that sports gives to our society that you know the people that don't understand sports or say you know they're a waste of time or whatever they just they don't get it because it's such an extension of some of the wonderful things about life and yep. today you know not to sound so cliche and everything but you know it, i appreciate it so much more now Be, i i never thought in my lifetime we would have no sports no nothing we'd all be locked down you know with the time frame that we were with with the virus and then just to to have a day like today where i remember at least four times i dove off the couch yelling made my dog go hide under the bed. He was afraid. <laughs> and it was like, you know, a combination of everything, you know, Luca, you know, getting uh, tomahawk chopped by Morris and, and then, you know, some of the huge buckets that some of these guys hit and then Murray and, and uh, Mitchell back and forth. And then watching the end of golf, you, oh. wa you, you watch DJ rolling a putt that was absolutely impossible only in the extra hole to have Rom roll in one that was truly impossible, 66-footer <laughs> with yep. two breaks. Right. I mean, it was amazing. But that's the fun of it. I mean, that's uh, that is what's so wonderful. And it, you know, it it was an exhilarating day in sports. You know, we we uh, did some really good stuff at Coach Talk for those of you that are members. We certainly cashed in in some uh, baseball, basketball, and and golf. It uh, wasn't a a huge takedown day, but we certainly made our mark uh, with some of our stronger plays, um, you know, but just the excitement of it and the emotion. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it today. And, and you know, just just a reminder of how lucky we are to have sports back and hopefully it continues. You know, that's the thing. We still we aren't out of the woods with all the stuff going on. Um, and, you know, we just have to hope and pray that, that things keep going in the right direction like this because, uh, man, it's it, today was a lot of fun. Amen. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I am wearing my all black, the hat and the shirt, in in honor of the Mavericks eliminated from the playoffs. It uh, it was comical though. I mentioned it to you before the podcast, but for the listeners, uh, they'll they'll get a kick out of it. You know, I rostered Morris on my my. Uh, DraftKings lineup, and I got so mad when he tomahawked Luca like that. I'm yelling, throw him out, and I <laughs> put something in our Discord, throw his ass out or something. And here I'm thinking, oh, my God, they just threw him out, and I have him in my lineup. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, the so, Mavs fan, and you took over. It did. It yep. was It was, uh, It was. was one of those uh, definitely uh, Homer Simpson backing into the bush, though, after, <laughs> after I realized I had him in my lineup. But uh, but anyway, it was fun. So a couple of things. We're going to dive into this two game slate. And, you know, it's we usually do a little prep work before talks uh, a short time because we like to just be open and approach things in this, you know, in this podcast. We think that's a lot of the appeal, a lot of the feedback we get. People just love 
the back and forth and just, you know, laying it out there. But, you know, one thing I can tell you before we get into this slate is both of us are scratching our heads. This is a tough two-game slate with, you know, we're both a little unsure on our builds yet. So we're going to do the best we can to talk through them, maybe come to some conclusions on this podcast. But, man, if there's ever a day to follow us, uh, if you're a member in Discord or if you want to become a member, dive in. If not, on Twitter, uh, because we're going to be probably making some decisions. We have two night games tomorrow, so we don't have that crunch of having to get anything done at lunch or even in the afternoon. So, you know, we'll be... uh, the, the smoke will be coming out of the ears trying to, to, to get to the bottom uh, of these uh, two games because they're both terrific games, there's no doubt. All right, our, I want to thank our presenting sponsors, mybookie.ag. It is the place to go for all your uh, sports wagering and casino action. And if you deposit, uh, you get a 100% match all the way up to $1,000 on that first deposit. And you also get a $25 free play, but you have to use the promo code COACHTALK. All one word, no space, COACHTALK. Same promo code for our friends at TVG.com. They offer a $300 risk-free bet. Only You can only get that through us. It's $200 with, with any, every other affiliate that I've seen. So if you want that $300 risk-free bet, go to DFSCoachTalk.com. Click on the banner that says TVG risk-free $300 play, and the rest will follow. Coach Talk is the promo code. All right. The two games that we wanted to discuss on this show that I'm sure you're waiting for us to discuss, uh, we have the lines up. And the first game, it's a 6.30 p.m. game, and it is game one of the Eastern semifinal. The Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks the uh, Milwaukee Bucks are a five and a half point favorite, and the over/under is two twenty-three. So, what is your initial take on this highly competitive series? Yeah, I'm excited about it. You know, Miami's coming in after a sweep, and they're they're confident. Butler sounds like he's healthy, um, so it, it's going to be a real exciting matchup. Uh, the teams have played a couple different types of games, high scoring, low scoring in their matchups this season. Um, and, you know, in terms of pricing, the thing that's that jumps out at me off sort of jumps off the page, just like the last slate is Chris Middleton again. Seven point nine on DraftKings, only six point eight on FanDuel. And I just just don't know how you can pass that up on FanDuel, the way he's finally trending in the right direction, more aggressive, scoring it. He's played well against Miami this year. So that's, you know, one piece of clarity, at least for me. is is, Here's a question for you, though, not to interrupt you, but we again, we're talking this through. Does Butler guard Middleton? I'm not sure. You know, you know, there's Crowder there. Um, it, it's a good question. Butler's only played in this matchup one out of the three times this year. So that's something we can dig into a little bit more. Um, that's the initial matchup I have in okay. my brain here. And that, again, just as you're talking it through, I wanted to throw that in there because that's certainly a deterrent. Even it is. though he's a great price. So yep. con- continue. Okay. So – that's item number one. Item number two is Bledsoe is all of a sudden questionable with a hamstring. So we got to monitor that. If he's out, then all of a sudden George Hill is a strong value play. Definitely. Uh, Giannis has not uh, gone crazy against these guys this year. So I'm a little bit hesitant to pay up for him. It's going to be very tough with Harden in the second game and yeah. all these stars. I mean, what a collection of stars in these two games. It's That's crazy. what makes it so tough. Um, here's one, here's another piece of clarity. Uh, I like Jay Crowder as a value play here. 4.5 on DraftKings, 4.7 on FanDuel, and the small forward position on FanDuel is, is a bit of a mess. You've got Giannis way up top, and then to me it's Crowder, House, and Gordon. So just not as much flexibility. I, I, I like the security of a guy in this game who can kind of get stats in so many different ways. 
So I feel I feel pretty good about Crowder as one of my key value plays. And then, yeah. uh, you know, Drogic, Butler, and Bam, they're all attractive to me. They're all solid prices. So I think in most of my lineups, I'll have at least one of them and maybe two. What are your thoughts on game one here? Well, you know, this it's interesting. We have have a competition in our uh, with our members. We did a where everybody filled out the bracket prior to the playoffs, uh, you know, have a little contest. And, you know, uh, I actually picked the Heat to win this series in that contest. And I'm, I'm going to stand stand by that. I think it's going to be hard fought. But, you know, I say that because I really respect Spolstra. I love his defensive schemes. And I think if he can keep control of Giannis, again, that's, you know, it, it's a hard, easier said than done. Uh, you know, but if, if he can be kept under control, you know, I think it equalizes the game a lot because – uh, Milwaukee, if they're not hitting threes for some of their guys, you can really slow them down, even though their pace is high and they play good D. Miami can slow it down enough that, you know, I think that the Heat Bucks games in general are going to be lower scoring. Like if you're if you're betting the game, I'd play under 223. I just think this is going to be more of a, a, you know, no free buckets at the rim, more of a lockdown type game uh, where both teams defend. And, you know, they both have some great interior defenders. Bam can defend the rim. Uh, certainly Giannis as the defensive player of the year on the other end. And, you know, so I don't think there's going to be a lot of free, easy buckets. And, you know, the Heat certainly don't want to get the Bucks into a running match because the Bucks want to do that. They, they really... Uh, work on getting 25 to 30 points off of their defense transitioning into offense, either in a fast break or a shot attempt eight seconds uh, into the shot clock. So it's not just the fast break step, but I like to look at both of those combined because it gives you more of what are they getting before the defense can get set. So Miami's going to, I guarantee you, that's what they're talking about in their locker room. We, you know, we want to make it more succinct. We're not going to let them get those shots up. Let's force them to work it so we can get some positioning, get some people to be able to help on Giannis inside. And, you know, he's going to make some other guys from the Bucks make some shots, whether it's Hill or Lopez uh, or guys like that. But I think they're going to get out on uh you know, Middleton as best they can with Butler. And I think he's going to just take that on. And then they're going to try to play tons of help on Giannis and make somebody else step up. I agree with you. If Bledsoe is a scratch or, or uh, minutes limit, then you absolutely have to play Hill as just a no-brainer value play. Uh, you know, if Bledsoe gets ruled in, you know, more than likely those two guys will split the game. So, you know, you, you, that eliminates them for me. And in you know my thinking so you know when i look at it you know i don't want to spend that money for Giannis, but it is a two-game slate so i i understand if you want to because you can't run from those big fantasy points but if you know for my game script if middleton's going to control or butler is going to control middleton to some extent and they're going to play that scheme defense where they at least can keep you know, Giannis within reason, then I'm just not real high on the Bucks' offense. And there were sections against Orlando of time where they didn't play good ball. They looked a little sloppy, a little flat. Uh, so I don't think they're playing the best that they possibly can. So, you know, as far as rostering guys from the Bucks, you know, that's not going to be the first place I go. And that's, I think, might be a little contrarian. But, you know, I'll look at the Hill situation and then jump over to the Miami side. Now, I think you've got a whole different situation on the Miami side. You know, you've got uh, Bam, who is going to be defended by Giannis. And Giannis is the defensive player of the year. I think he neutralizes Bam. So I'm not going to go there. But I think the places you can go is some of the perimeter shooting for the Heat. 
The Bucks do give up a lot of threes. And I think, you know, that's where the Heat can take advantage of some matchups here. I think Butler is certainly in play. I also think that price-wise, you can utilize Dragic, Hero. Those two guys, to me, are going to get enough minutes to both perform, and they do finish together on the court. So, you know, I'm initially leaning towards maybe one off if I can get the value play from Milwaukee and two or three guys from the Miami side because I think Milwaukee's going to try so hard to push that pace. Even though Miami's going to slow it down, it's going to lift the amount of possessions and DFS capabilities of the Heat. So I, I think that's the smarter side to go in this game. And that's all under the assumption that I think this will be a pretty competitive game. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be massive scoring game, but enough with a two-game slate, you gotta, you got to play these guys. If it's a four-game slate, then I may come out of this game with one or two guys max. But I think you've got to pick your spots here. And if I can get those value guys that I just mentioned, and that allows me to spend up in the last game. Okay. Makes yeah, sense? So, yeah, it does. And it's interesting how I mentioned that these teams have played, well, to be specific, two higher scoring games and one lower scoring game. And the game that Butler played, Miami won that one 105 to 89. Mm-hmm. And Giannis only had 13 points and 15 rebounds, three assists, yeah. even though he played 31 minutes. And Middleton only had 12 points and seven rebounds. He went four of 16 from the field. So if if that's the Butler factor and you get a similar type of game, then what and you're Butler talking did about guard in that game. What you're talking about, you know, that makes a lot of sense where the Milwaukee guys just don't pay off um, and and you're looking more at the value plays. And one other guy I want to mention as a value play is Iguodala, just because he's so cheap. He's 3.5 on DraftKings. He's only 4.2 on FanDuel. Uh, He's another guy that he's been getting more minutes lately. Uh, I think he can be effective enough. There just aren't very many guys at all in the 3K range who I think you could even consider on DraftKings. So he's he's one more value play that I'm going to consider from this game, especially if you're going to try to stack the second game more uh, and you're not you're going to limit your exposure to this game. Then you know he, along with Crowder, for me, are, are two guys you can use as value plays. You're talking that. Satan GPP talk with me with Iguodala again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, again, he falls in that category of some of these other guys that if they're $200, I'm not taking him. I just, I don't think Iguodala, if he gets 15 fantasy points, you're, you, you've done well, in my opinion. So, again, I get it. You're, we're, we got to find value, but I just, uh, you know, it is the playoffs. It's a crunch time series. Maybe he gets some additional run. But uh, I want to try to go with a little bit safer minutes and, and uh, possibilities. I mean, Iguodal, even when he was on the Olympics and a, an all-star, he still couldn't shoot back then. He's not really a scorer. He's just always been a great player and defender and everything else. But uh, plus, he, he sort of looks like uh, he should be in our rec league now, ripping on Iguodal. He's got the beard, looking a little thicker and... You know, we all get old, man. It's no fun. Oh, I don't, I don't, yeah, and I don't like his shooting. I never have, never will. But I do like the fact that in the last four games, he's played 25, 28, 28, and 26 minutes. Yes. And he, he's only shooting a couple times. It's, it's not about his scoring. It's about all the other stats. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, you. yeah, so. Good, good GPP so, play, Shane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. messing. Um no, I I'm with you. I get it. And but again, it's that's that distinction too between cash bills and GPP builds. It's it's such a balancing act all the time. But yeah, I mean, again, this there's nothing that just is dead cinch. This is a perfect matchup for this guy or that guy. Uh, you know, these are going to be hard fought games. There's no question about it. Um, 
I wanted to mention one thing because this is important. Uh, if you guys don't, if you're uh, researching this on your own and you're not a member yet, because we do all of this research for you and prepare it and put the lineups out and put the coach's clipboard out and on for DraftKings. But if you're just listening and, and not a member and you want to look deeper into some of these games, it's imperative that, like Andrew brought up, the minutes played by guys, how they did against each other. You can go to basketballreference.com and dig into these games. You can go back and look. Like I looked prior to to see uh, how many these matchups this year between Milwaukee and Miami. And you can look at who guarded who, who was on the floor, and you can see uh, what their production was. And those things are all very, very important. That's how, you know, a lot of people are going to jump at Middleton. And I'm not saying you couldn't have a great game, but, you know, I'm considering Butler's locked him down a, a multitude of times and he locks down just about everybody. Uh, it makes it a little bit tougher play, even at the cheaper price. So my, I just wanted to mention that for those that aren't members. Uh, again, if you become a member with us, uh, we're doing all of that. I mean, we work on this. We'll probably work on this slate. How long, Andrew? Six, seven hours of yeah. trying to figure out the right combo in a two-game slate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you want to become a member, it's DFSCoachTalk.com. Join us for a week, a month, a year, however long you want to jump in. We do have uh, two days until our fall uh, special. You want to tell everybody about that? That starts September 1. Oh, it's exciting. It's a four-month deal where you get a nice discount on the monthly price for the entire fall season here through the, the heart of football. $199 gets you full membership. And at DFS Coach Talk, we don't just do a sport-by-sport -sport membership. So the fall special will give you access to all of our sports for the entire fall. So it's a terrific way uh, to save some money and get access to the full FanDuel lineups, every slate, every sport, as well as the DraftKings coach's clipboard. And coach also puts up fantasy draft lineups. But you get all that uh, for for one uh, one package, one price. And this is, you know, this is the, uh, could you get a more exciting time with more DFS than football season starting? We're in the basketball playoffs. Baseball's still going. We're still doing golf. Multiple majors coming up. I mean, it's just incredible. So great time to join. Summer is here, and sports are finally back, which can only mean one thing. It's time to get back, relax, and make some cash. Everyone has to start somewhere, which is why you want to get off on the right foot by choosing an established book like mybookie.ag. With all the major sports seasons just around the corner, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. Dynamic betting lines and a simple-to-use platform make the process easier than it's ever been. Create your account in just a few easy steps. Deposit and begin placing your bets. Sign up now using promo code COACHTALK to get your deposit matched 100% all the way up to $1,000. Plus an extra $25 free play. That's promo code COACHTALK. Use it to score yourself an extra piece of the pie. With my bookie, you bet, you win, and most importantly, when you win, you get paid. It is a, a great sports time, so excellent. All right, we're going to go to game two here, and it is a 9 p.m. game, and it is a huge one. It's the Rockets trying to close out the Thunder, uh, the Thunder trying to get it to a game seven. The Rockets, uh, same spread as the first game. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under in this game is 226, so it is uh, just a smidgen higher. And, you know, I think this game is more stackable, more palatable, and has more upside personally. But uh, what do you think? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to start with some building blocks here on this slate. So another building block for me is Covington at 5.8 on DraftKings. I think he's uh, a glue guy for not only the court, but for your lineup. Um, you know, we were on him last game as he'd been trending, trending back up with the minutes and the shots. And then he really was terrific in the last game. So I like him here. Still a great price. 
Tucker is another value play. If you're looking for a cheap guy, 4.3 on DraftKings, 4.2 on FanDuel. He was playing well until he got ejected. And if he comes back with a little little extra feistiness, I I think he can hit value. Um, As for the rest of Houston, uh, that's that's the real challenge here. Uh, I'm going to have some exposure to Harden. I'm a little hesitant to play Westbrook. Uh, Gordon is a little bit expensive in my mind. Um, so it's a little bit tougher to stack this one. I think with the prices and the, the two game slate, uh, everything that goes into it. Um, so it's, it's a real challenge. And on the OKC side, uh, that's a, that's a tough one, you know, cause that was a bit of a dud last game. Uh, we talked about how Chris Paul, we thought he'd be a little bit fatigued and he, he didn't have it. Shea was terrible. Schroeder was great until his ejection. Yeah. Dort couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. But, uh, you know, good bounce back spot for him. 0 for 9 on threes. Probably won't be very Can't highly get worse. <laughs> Can't get any worse. Um, you just worry about his confidence. And will he yeah. be completely gun shy and, and not take the open shot? Because you know Houston's going to give it to him again. Um Adams is in play. So, you know, this game is just a little bit a little bit uh, challenging for me. And it's funny because on the last slate, I was more about stacking this one and you were more about fading it. But now it seems like you're more ready to, to get invested in this game. Yeah, you know, my theory is this. It's the Thunder now are in, in an elimination game. So that that always turns the table because it's all hands on deck. Like, yep. you, know, you know, when Denver was about to be eliminated, they just – you know, Jokic and Murray, they never came out, not even for 30 seconds in the second half. So, I mean, I think the Thunder are going to have to roll with their key guys more than they've had to. So that elevates them up a lot for me. Also, I like Houston better. I, I assume part of that strategy last game was you don't just inject Westbrook back into a lineup that he's been out of for quite a while, and it doesn't change the whole chemistry of things because he's very ball dominant and it just it takes a little time you know to to work back into that so you know i think it settles back in more so here i think uh there are a lot of good plays here the question is you know if you go spend high you're gonna have to take some of the cheaper guys uh you know or you can just go high with one guy and try to balance it out. I think I'm, you know, I'm leaning towards Harden being my pay-up guy, and the reason being is uh, Westbrook's presence. Even though I'm not quite going to play him yet, I think he'll get his, especially if it's close. You know, good 28 minutes to 30. He played exactly what I thought last game, 23, and so he'll do he'll do a, a better job. But his price is still enormous, and for him. To, you know, to think he's going to have one of those crazy Westbrook, you know, 40-10 games or whatever. I just don't see that yet, maybe in the next series. But I do think his present help, presence helps Harden because, yes, Dort will be on him. But when Westbrook was out, they ran a lot more stuff at him. Doubles, they didn't switch the, the pick and roll. They stayed on him. And they can't do that with Westbrook because he'll just carve them up. So I think what they'll do is you know, Westbrook's presence may help ultimately Harden's DFS total. So that's my theory there. The two guys I'm going to continue to roll with, I've rolled with them so far, and they have not let me down, is I believe in Eric Gordon, and he continues to prove me right every game. He's a big-time player, and he is a guy that steps up in these type of situations and isn't afraid to take the shot. And Covington as well, I think. The best thing that ever happened was, like we've mentioned a few times here, you know, when he didn't finish two games in a row for the last six minutes of the fourth quarter and they rolled Jeff Green out, he definitely took that personal. And he's his last game and a half, uh, he's been playing with a lot more fire. So, you know, I, I like that side, maybe three on the Houston side. As far as the Oklahoma City side goes, I, I, I just can't roll Dort out there. I get it that he's going to get shots, but the dude is just, it's got to be in his head now. And, you know, he does, he hustles, he plays great D. I think he's going to be a, a good player in the league, but 
offensively from a DFS perspective, even if he gets 35 minutes, you, you've got limited uh, DFS upside points wise. Um, so I think I'm a little concerned there. Um, I think Adams becomes a pay down center that, you know, not super low, but, you know, better than than some of the guys. I think he's reasonable. Again, I think he'll get some extended run being an elimination game. So I do like Adams. Um, the guy, the only guard, I'm not going to go with Paul again. I still am in that frame of thinking that he's not 100% locked in. Shea just proved that he needs this series and experience. Uh, even if he wakes up, I'm, I refuse to go. I mean, some of his shots look like he literally did poop his pants. I mean, I, you know, I'm serious. He was running like he had something in those drawers. You know what I mean? So uh, I think he shot one flat footed, didn't he? I mean, it's like, yeah. what is going on here? Yeah. So anyway, the guy to go with is, Sh- is Schroeder. I think he would have had another whip ass game if he didn't. And he should not have gotten thrown out. And I'm, you know, that was a bad call. But, uh, you know, uh, he's proven that he's a, a thorn in these guys side a bit. And I still think when when Schroeder's in there with Paul or with Shea, I knew we were dead meat the second I saw the matchups at the beginning of that game, and I was shocked. Westbrook started on Shea, and I thought, oh, shit, here we go, because I assumed Westbrook would guard Paul. I mean, he's guarded him there before, and they just decided they were going to shut Shea down, and Westbrook shut him down big time. So I guarantee you they go back to that. So Shea's off my list, but what I why I'm saying that is when Schroeder's in there with Shea or Paul, I think that he won't get Westbrook defense. I think he'll get a lot of the off guard, whether you know whoever else is in the game, uh, you know, with him, Hardner, whomever. Uh, so you know, I go more on that side. So the stack playable guys for me at this point. Like I say, from the Houston side, I like the pay up for Harden. I really think uh, you're going to continue to get value at Gordon and Covington's price enough that they, they, you know, I see them six, seven X. And, you know, from the Thunder side, you got to consider Adams and Schroeder the way he's played thus far in the series. So, you know, that's my, my diagram initially is you know that five or six guys from this the second game and uh two or three uh from the first depending on the build so uh as it sits now and and we'll you know again we're talking this out today uh this will post uh in the middle of the night here so you can listen to it monday morning but we have all the way until 6 30 p.m eastern time for the, the the lock on this so stay tuned tomorrow because a few things could change. But, you know, it, it goes to show you though something, Andrew, and this is a great point, you know, for our listeners and for some people that haven't played uh, DFS for a long time. Every slate is completely different. And every slate, the strategy is completely different. If it's a two or three game, it changes your build. If it's a closeout game, it changes your build. If a guy's back, for the second game after being out for four games, it changes your build. So all of those criteria fold in. And it's funny because my generation were all players. We didn't have daily fantasy. We had to play year long stuff. So you get stuck in your head, who is gonna be strong for me throughout the year and who's gonna see it through. Or you know, even if you looked at it from a playoff side, but you have to completely block that out reshuffle reset up and start from scratch every slate that's what's wonderful about dfs but you know people may say wow coach just two days ago you said fade this game now you're stacking it why what is the you know again all those criteria that i said plus you know a bunch of digging at on basketballreference.com and looking at matchups scenarios minutes played you know uh, type of defense in specific uh, situations and uh, Thunder's defensive scheme completely changes with Westbrook back and you saw a piece of that in that game six but not the full shift yet because he wasn't completely ready to go uh, full tilt and it was a blowout so you're going to have a whole different scenario for this game so wanted to mention that 
Yeah, great breakdown, especially on those defensive matchups. Makes a lot of sense. I, I want to share a couple more thoughts on Westbrook and get it out loud so we can start to think about it. Because yeah. on FanDuel, I'm thinking a little bit about Westbrook, and I, I want to share my thoughts on it and get your feedback. Sure. Because if you if you look at the, sh- the shooting guard position on FanDuel, you've got such great choices other than Harden. You've got Jimmy Butler. You've got Chris Middleton. You've got Schroeder. You know, those are three solid options right there. If you take two of those three, you can't play Harden. You have a little bit more money to spend, and you go look back at point guard position. If you don't want to play Chris Paul at 8,200, you want to pay up for Westbrook at 94. Uh, you know, it sort of makes sense just because of the structure of FanDuel, especially if you're not going to play Giannis. And here's the thing with Westbrook. Last game, he had seven points, six rebounds, seven assists. Didn't play many minutes because it was a blowout. And I was watching in, in the first half, he had it, it was like four or five possessions in a row where he drove and kicked out and set up guys for wide open shots and they just oh, kept yeah. miss, they just kept missing him. Yeah. He easily could have had 10 assists in those you know 24 minutes. And we know that he can get 10 rebounds in a heartbeat. And you know, give him 30 minutes. You know, I could see him getting a 20-10-10 triple-double, a few steals. All of a sudden, you're looking at 55 fantasy points. And I'd like to be on him when he clicks it together at a, you know, on, on FanDuel. He's 1,800 cheaper than uh, than Harden, and he's 2,100 cheaper than Giannis. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not feeling great that he's going to put up 55 fantasy points, but I think it's possible. If OKC gives them a game, um, so I, I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, I I think Westbrook's a decent play. I really do. I mean, I was a million percent fade on him the last game. You know that, but yep. I think he's playable here just because I do expect this to be a, a closer game, and I think he will, in a situation like that, play twenty eight to thirty minutes. And like you said, I mean, he's just a DFS you know points machine in that time frame. And, you know, I think you point out a good thing. I, I'm not really considering him on, on DraftKings at all, but I am on FanDuel a little bit just because of what you mentioned, the, okay. the build that you have to make. Because you have the you don't have multiple position guys, right. so your build's got to look a little different. So, again, you know, that's, that's the difference there uh, with how you want to build those. But, you know, I, I don't think you can play Westbrook and Harden. So, you know, if you're going to roll Westbrook out, then you got to sit Harden. You know, it's it's risky. It could be a, a little contrarian. I don't think a lot of people will roster Westbrook and sit Harden, but, you know, it's possible. So, uh, but if Harden does get 15 to 18 more fantasy points, as I have them projected to get 14 or 15 more, that's a lot of territory you'd have to, to chase down. So, it's close, man. I, I mean, yep. this is this is a hard slate. You know, we do a ranking, uh, just so you guys know, of our slates. And we do it for for uh, all three sites that we provide for. Uh, the draft, DraftKings, which we just, we don't provide a full lineup. We certainly stay within their regulations and do the coaches clipboard. And then FanDuel, we give the full lineup and Fantasy Draft. And we'll, we give up to five crowns for the best lineup down to one for you know, this, you know, maybe skip or don't play it. I don't see any of my rankings being above a three star tomorrow, just or three crown, just because there's a this just is a this is a tight two game slate. And I, I, you know, it's not one where, again, you know me, I like more games, the better. But in a in two games like this, where there is so much variance, uh, it's just not really a, a good day to double up, in my opinion, if you will. And, right. and just you got to play it a little smarter. So I think we can make some fantastic lineups and I think we can win some good money. It's just, you know, I, I think you got to be just a slight bit more cautious because these games are lots of variants in these two games. Agreed. And, the, you know, the thing is, we're grinding early here. We got like 18 hours until lock. 
So we're ahead of the game and we invite you to come grind with us. Yeah. And definitely I'll tell you, if you, if you play major league baseball as well, man, we're having a blast and you know, I'm in my glory because you get 10, 11, 12, 13 games on the board. And we only lost one today for, uh, that, you know, they had some folks that tested uh, positive, but we got the rest of the games to play. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. We're, you know, definitely jump in there. I love being able to, you know, factor in uh, lineups when you have all the, the, you know, that many players, because anything you do to some extent is going to be somewhat contrarian just because there's so many options. So, right. uh, but, you know, both locks are similar to the same time again. So, you know, that's one thing, you know, don't wait if you're playing both uh, to the last minute. You want to get a, a real head start on developing some lineups. You know, we've mentioned it for those maybe that are new to the podcast. Our process, you know, we get this podcast out. So you have plenty of time tomorrow, uh, which, you know, we're doing this sort of in the middle of the night. It is tomorrow, but a lot of the time on Monday to listen to this podcast. Then, you know, like we said, follow us. Uh, on Twitter, we'll be posting a lot of information there. We're at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at Language Olympic, and Shane is at D-E-T Sports Shane uh, as well. So, hey, Coach, of, quick, yes. quick, uh, quick Twitter thing here. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I just I just had an idea. You know, I'm curious for our listeners and our members. I want to challenge folks to tweet at us if they have a play on DraftKings, a value play that they think is cheaper than Iguodala, who they think is going to outscore him. All right. This Ooh, can I can I do it? You can do it. Okay. <laughs> so he's thirty five hundred. I want to see if there's anyone you'd rather play on DraftKings Gosh. who's cheaper than Iguodala, and I don't know if you're going to be able to find it, and that's why I'm curious, and that's why I mentioned it because on DraftKings. You have to look for the guys in, in the $3,000 range in GPPs, even in two-game slate. And, I mean, Nerlens Noel might be the best candidate, but he's played like 13 to 15 minutes the last couple games. So yeah. I think it's risky to play anybody cheaper than that. So well, I'd love, to hear, from there, I'd we'll love to hear from folks it. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we'll mention it on the next pod, too. That'd be, yeah. that'd be fantastic. So there's a challenge. Good. He's, he's Mr. Uh, Hansen throwing down the, the gauntlet here. What do you got to beat a Iguodala? Yep. So we'll see. Um, all right. Excellent. And then uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I always want to mention it at the beginning and I forget because we get in right into the sports stuff. But take a second. Please hit the thumbs up. Please subscribe. That's so important to us. We bring these seven day a week podcast to you in front of the paywall. Uh, we really need those thumbs up. We really need those likes and subscribe. This way, if the podcast posts at midnight or, you know, seven in the morning or whenever, you know exactly when it posts. Also, if you're listening to us through all of our podcast podcast outlets, uh, we want to uh, challenge you to go to iTunes for a second. Give us five stars. Put in a quick comment. It's just today and tomorrow. Two more days left in the one month membership giveaway and all you have to do to qualify for that drawing we'll announce it here on the podcast and we'll post it on our twitter uh is is put a five star and a quick review even if it's a couple of words you know great podcast whatever uh then then you will qualify if you put podcast sucks you might be eliminated from the drawing but (laughs) (laughs) no it's to qualify all you have to do five stars and uh and post that comment so and everywhere else podcasts are heard you could find uh you could find us as well uh whether it be uh podbean iheart apple podcast stitcher uh we're all, everywhere so if you have a chance uh, to give any reviews we really appreciate it all right that takes care of that uh we do want to thank our uh certainly our presenting sponsors mybookie.ag and tvg.com use the promo code coach talk one word no space uh, for great offers you can find those on our website and also our charity of choice here is mombon3.org it's m-a-m-b-a-o-n-t-h-r-e-e.org fantastic charity set up by the, the brian family 
Uh, that is mainly it, buddy. I think we got it. We've got uh, more basketball, and certainly we'll be back for that tomorrow. I mean, it's starting to get really intense now that we're through most of the first round uh, games here. We're going to have a very exciting game seven in this Denver-Utah series. Um, I do want to bring up one last thing, since it's only two games late, we have a few seconds at the end. We, we, I briefly touched on it with you before the podcast, but I need you to explain to me from a coach's perspective how Denver and how Utah are not doing something. I, I get it. Murray and Mitchell are playing out of the, their damn minds, but they're still doing it one-on-one. Why are they not doubling? Why are they not blitzing? Why are they not forcing somebody else to beat them? That's the thing that drives me nuts when I'm watching these games as a coach. Mitchell comes down, hits three, hits a three, drives to the basket, beats his man off the dribble, and one, drives to the basket for a dunk. I want Joe Ingles to beat me, or I want O'Neal to beat me, or I want... uh, Niang to beat me. I'm mean, whatever. I mean, get the ball out of his hand. So I don't know. I wanted to get your opinion because I don't know. I'm yelling at the TV like an old senile coach saying, you know, why are you playing these guys one on one? And and look at the statistics. I mean, there's never been two guys since they've kept statistics. I'm talking back in the Chamberlain Russell and then back with Kuzi and I mean, way back where two guys are just torching teams like this. This is the first time in one series that one player has had three consecutive 40-plus games. Michael didn't do it. Chamberlain didn't do it. It's it's amazing, but it's true. And, you know, he dropped 50, 42, and 50 again. So I, I just need you to give me some peace of mind so I can sleep tonight. Well, Why they're not doing it. I don't think you're senile. I think especially Denver has to do it because they've got all those versatile defenders. They got Gary Harris back now, Craig, uh, Grant. I mean, all these guys who are long, athletic, quick, you know, they're known as strong defenders. So use your defenders. Get the ball out of Mitchell's hands. You just have to. The guy is so hot. You know, it worked the game before and they just. It, they just got lazy on it tonight, you know, especially late. They just let him shoot a three every time down. You got to get it out of his hands. On the flip side, I think it's more challenging with Murray because he runs the pick and roll with Jokic. Jokic pops out. He's a real threat. He'll hit multiple threes on you or he'll pump fake and drive. I mean, the guy's incredible. So it's just you have to stay more honest if you're Utah trying to defend Murray and, oh, by the way, he just basically made every shot he took. He was incredibly efficient to get his 50 shots. I think he took 24 field goals to get 50 points. I mean, at that point, you just tip your cap and say the guy had an incredible game. But yeah. I agree. If you're Denver, there's no excuse in Game 7. You cannot you cannot let Mitchell beat you. You have to get the ball out of his hands. Yeah, and, you know, I know I'm a little sour because I faded Mitchell the last couple of games for the simple reason that I I just assumed Malone would have the semblance of mind to get the ball out of his hands. I'm with you. It's it's tougher on Murray. So I played Murray anyway because he's been hot. We've been riding that streak, and, you know, until somebody slows him down, we'll keep playing him. And it is a little bit tougher for them because Jokic's presence is completely different than Gobert's. You know, Gobert's going to be at the rim. He's not a threat outside 10 feet. So mm-hmm. it's it's totally different. But, you know, trust me, I'll tell you right you know, now, and I, I think I told you at the beginning of the game, I can't wait for this next game. I'm already scouting the day after tomorrow because I can't wait to fade some of these guys and play some right. different setups. So I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I just wanted to throw <laughs> that in there because, you know, sometimes the coaching – doesn't, you know, two plus two equals five sometimes. And you wonder what these guys are looking at. And, you know, I know people are probably saying, yeah, but I mean, they could have closed their eyes and threw it. Those two guys were making everything. But you know what? You don't even let them get the shot. If you if you deny them and throw two guys and blitz somebody, you know, when Harden was having that stretch of games in the regular season, if you remember where he had like 56 and then 62, something stupid. Then he had a couple of games against some coaches, Spolstra and uh, 
Golden State. And yes, and and uh, Golden State and Kerr. So what they did, they literally blitzed him, forced Westbrook. Westbrook was like one for ten from three. It does mess with people's heads too, mm-hmm. and it slowed them down. Now Houston eventually adjusted a few games down the road, and they took when Dallas tried to do it, they took him out of it because Westbrook, what he was doing was he wasn't chucking the three because he he took it like, you guys don't think I can shoot, I'm shooting it. But he understood, he stepped up. When he penetrated, he either got a dunk or kicked it, and then they had wide open threes for Gordon and House and, and you know, all those guys that can shoot the threes for them, Macklemore, everybody. So, again, that's just the, the X, and o, X and O stuff is what I love, and I think we'll see how that's going to develop. And I'll tell you, if you think that I'm making huge shifts from game to game here, wait till we get into a different series with a different matchup. I can't wait to go through the games then because then it's a billion percent different. And it's there's going to be guys that I've played every game in the playoffs that will not see my roster through the whole that whole series. So anyway, it's fun. We love it. This is a blast. We're very blessed and lucky to be able to do this every day and share that with uh, everyone and and give us feedback i know you know people uh do you know have been sending some comments through on youtube and we love it we really appreciate it but hit us on twitter as well and and you know we we love to interact we always respond um and we'll never get too big or too busy not to respond we've made that promise to each other from the get-go so uh, we we will always do that. And you're not going to find more passionate folks going after it either. If we can uncover it, we're, we're going to uncover it. So that's right. Uh, we'll, we'll go from there. All right. I think that's it. I think we can roll with it. We find a way to make two two game pod podcasts super long. I don't know how, but <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, any final words, sir? No, that's that's the passion. So we'll keep we'll keep doing it. And we thank you for your ongoing support. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks so much for listening in. Uh, We love it. We love that we're growing every day. Continue to shoot those reviews. uh, Give us the shout outs and and join us every day. Let's make this a a habit every day to jump in there and and have some fun. So, all right. We thank you very much. And uh, we hope you have a great uh, DFS day on Monday. And we will be back again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.